Oh, wow. The music of Linkin Park, Chester Bennington. It's been suggested uh, quite often that uh, he is the son of uh, John Podesta. You might remember that oh, uh, the uh, okay. facial uh, similarities uh, between both Chester and uh, John. Uh, uncanny, uh, some people would uh, suggest. And then, of course, you've seen the uh, horrible uh, pictures of that uh, gross and insipid underworld that comes from these uh, politicians. And uh, we're here with uh, Philip Munson. Uh, he's got his Facebook page. He's got also uh, a place where he wants you to meet him tomorrow at 1.45 p.m., and that would be New Mexico's one and only Epstein Ranch, the infamous Epstein Ranch, uh, to stop elite child trafficking, 1.45 p.m., and uh, he's getting some some media coverage as well, and not just from us because we'll never get covered, but he's been uh, good enough to get uh, maybe some of the other guys. So just take a little look-see at what's happening uh, more than uh, 15 months on since July 7th of last year, now here we are, uh, October 1st of uh, this year will be tomorrow when he's out there marching, and still nothing has been done, but he's going to try and make something uh, happen. Uh, uh, Philip, uh, I th- I'm so glad that you're doing this and uh, trying to bring uh, some attention. And any personal uh, you know, stories that you'd like to share or anything that sort of uh, brought this uh, uh, to your attention besides just the uh, sort of stuff that happened with Jeffrey Epstein and the injustice that's happening uh, politically and in, in its uh, refusal to seize the range. Well, yeah, well, um, another major thing I think that is uh, important to me is uh, I know a couple uh, people that are actually personal victims of human trafficking, and uh, I know how deep the uh, trauma and the, uh, the, the damage happens to the mentality and, you know, what it causes. So, I mean, it strikes home because, I mean, it's, uh, it's a cousin of mine and also a, uh, a dear friend of mine that uh, has had an issue with this kind of stuff. So it comes on more of a personal level that I just, you know, having a daughter and having my family being close to this, mm-hmm. um, I don't want it to happen to anybody else. And I think it really has a, a big factor when you have, you know, such a large mansion that's like the icon of this stuff that you can just see from the highway. I mean, it's not even discreet whatsoever. I mean, you know drive on 41 and you just see it sprawling so i just think that um well it's set back about um almost uh four-fifths of a mile uh, from the highway there the nearest part is actually just the other side of the hill and um yeah it lights up the night sky when it is uh lit up and the uh the current uh caretakers uh, were the caretakers uh, of this 15 years ago a new zealand couple uh, that seems to be there, and you can find uh, their name, Bryce and Karen Gordon, and I do believe that they are still there uh, at the ranch, um, but uh, it's next to impossible to get on um, in, in terms of uh, just being really well secured, and not just uh, folks by the people who are on the ranch, uh, but also by Santa Fe County Sheriffs. How do I know? Well, let's just say we took a little uh, drive over there on a very uh, a heavy, snowy uh, Thanksgiving day to just sort of uh, check things out and you know, this is something that continues to be the, the worst-kept secret in the state of New Mexico, Philip. Right. And, uh, you know, even myself, uh, we were trying to gain access to it. It's heavily secured, and um, I was brave enough to actually fly my drone over, and uh, that red truck that's there, it's pictured in multiple other uh, pictures that you've even posted. Um, they got in the car and actually began to try to, you know, pursue us when I had the drone over the property. Right. And that was about a month ago, so uh, you know it, it goes and corroborates that yes, it is still active. There are still vehicles there. There are still people there, mm-hmm. and you kind of start to wonder yourself, um, who in their right mind wants to stay there? <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know if that would give me the bejesus or just the... Well, it's the, nothing like that. Uh, it's 33,333 uh, square feet. Symbolism will be their downfall. It's that for a reason. Right. Everybody understands uh, the uh, 33s and the numbers and you know the maze that's on the back. Um, but nobody stays there. It was uh, used as a place to entertain. I believe there's uh, 18 bedrooms, a pool... Uh, obviously, a library, uh, you know, central. All, all this stuff is is airfield. The, the, <laughs> yeah, airfield. Uh, you know, mini, I, mini ranch. I know you guys say airfield. You know what? I have never found the airfield. Oh, really? Yeah. And overlooking at eight thousand acres, I have never seen the airfield. As far as I know, I think they flew into Millionaire Airport in Santa Fe, oh. and they drove down past Lamy, the junction at Lamy, and, and directly into. Okay, because I remember reading state. one of the articles they were applying for to build the airfield on the state. I don't think grant it land, and yeah. then it, but then they said they put it on the actual owned land. Yeah, because I uh, I flew my drone over and you could clearly see it. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. Where where is it at? It's uh, so you know you have that little village right on Zora Ranch Road. It goes to their little like worker village, which is like his western village he built, and then to the north of that is his actual sprawling mansion. So from that village headed southwest, directly southwest, about not even a quarter mile, there's the little airstrip that you can see with the drone. Okay, good. Thank you for pointing that out. I've, can I've I looked ask for a it. dumb question? Sure. If people are living there, there's vehicles there, somebody must be paying the electrical bill, the property tax. I mean, well, see, and that's that Cypress Inc. I think uh, okay. Eddie knows about Cypress. Um, yep. When the BLM manager went to try to get that 1,000 acres of BLM property out of the 8,800 acres or 8,000 acres, um, they had to go to court for it, and the uh, the attorney's office was representing Cypress Inc., which is their shell company that oh, Epstein owns. Okay. okay. Yeah, and it actually was modified in 2012 when Jeffrey Epstein broke everything else apart, and there's uh, a number of other companies that are supporting that uh, trading. Uh, in fact, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's pilot uh, was actually gifted an enormous amount of land and an estate there. Um, wow. And, and oh. his, yeah, the, the pilot, uh, Viscosi. Uh, yeah, what was his name? Viscosi or Viscosi? Viscosi. Yeah, and uh, his daughter is uh, military intelligence. Uh, and uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, look, deep. Yeah, yeah you got to look at uh, Viscosi, excuse me. Viscosi. Yeah, okay. and um, it, it's very interesting when you learn about him and where he's traveled. Uh, he's sort of an understated fellow, but uh, when the man dresses up in those uh, unbelievable shoes, and I've seen his Instagram photos, and he's all but disappeared from what I can tell since uh, – July of last year, what you know, he's nowhere to be found, uh, and it would be next to impossible. He owns that property. He was gifted it by Jeffrey Epstein. Interesting. Really? And it's right there on the property. Now, for those of you who have looked at the aerials, and I know you've seen the the planes. Looks like there's double planes sort of built, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, into the. Uh, that's actually uh, I figured that out finally. That's actually an overall aerial imagery. Has uh, they happened to catch a plane that was flying over at the time that they were taking the satellite oh. snapshot? Okay. From Google Earth uh, oh, okay. that created that. So that's just a little aside for those of us, uh, you know, quote unquote, in the know on on a lot of the imagery uh, that's there. But uh, Vysoski, yeah. V I S O S K I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got so many. Uh, of course, of course some... what, what would come up when you search that? The Daily Mail. They 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 actually <laughs> cover this story, unlike yeah, well, I don't know the media right in the state yeah. where the Zorro Ranch is. <laughs> I well, love Daily Mail. <laughs> Daily Mail always they always end up somehow somehow having a upper edge on even your local <laughs> state media. <laughs> it's it's insane. Yeah, just like, so there's no coverage here. That's a good point, Philip. Um, so you're you're directing uh, resources out there, and I think that that's important. Uh, media resources out there which are paying attention uh, to this. But yeah, Daily Mail and Chris White is the one that uh, we've worked with uh, pretty consistently. And, of course, their West Coast representation who picked up on the um, bombshell of a uh, story. Uh, let me just touch upon it, uh, if I can, the Richardson 
Daily Mail story that hit uh, 17 publications. Now, you caught it in the New York Post. Or, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen that. I'll send you the link. Yeah. Okay. Short yeah. short article. They didn't short rerun article. it. They ran their own version of They, they wrote, rewrote the Daily Mail. And, and it literally is viral on Facebook right now. Nice. I'm talking... Every single person I know that it's on little groups here in Mexico. I, I did what I could to get it out on they my are, they, Everybody is. And, and we've all known. You know, we've been waiting for this. You know, you know, we, we know about their kickback programs and, and they're, they're paying, paying each other, paying the buddies. And, you know, we know how, uh, how uh, uh, involved Richardson was in that ranch himself. That's why we think that uh, Mr. Balderas doesn't want to even cover it. You know, so. Uh, well, he here's, here's this is actually in the pleading, and uh, this was a, uh, a pleading that was actually filed way back in 2009. So it's a bit old. You see that uh, right there to the left of Dowd. Uh, Dowd will hold that up to you. That's all 57 yep. pages uh, that are there. It says Bill Richardson has been accused of running a scheme in which he raked in over $100,000 of bribes while in office. Uh, wow, and this is from 2009? That's from 2009. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what happened unsealed. to this? Just like our, uh, just like our uh, criminal thing against the uh, against Epstein Ranch has kind of got swept. You know, I, the table I love with. you being here because there's so much that you don't know. I get to sort of uh, tell you about it and uh, tell everybody else about it at the same time. So I think this is really good, Philip. So what happened is uh, four different judges have already recused themselves uh, from the case, and wow. uh, there's a fifth. Yeah, there's a fifth one uh, will likely be recused as well. And uh, the sun sets uh, on this uh, particular case in May of 2021. So there's a, a local um, attorney here who's uh, seemingly working on it, but he's been working on it for so long. And like most things, you know, these have a tendency to uh, die either with the, the claimant, uh, the attorney, or both, yeah. um, or right. in the case of it just running out the statute of limitations. And uh, since this is an active crime scene and the financial uh, fraud continues and is uh, perpetuated to this very day and won't ex uh, be exhausted at the very earliest till 2035, that's actually the main reason why Jeffrey Epstein's uh, ranch uh, continues to remain a crime scene, Philip. And, and, wow. and, and I know you, you have this thing that says stop elite child trafficking, uh, but you know, as we've been explaining to our audience, uh, there's something larger here. Um, it's not just graft or you know, picking up money or or things like that. It literally is about money. Right. About money. And what they do is they were ensnaring people with pinhole cameras and audio, uh, getting them to sleep with underage women who were trafficked here to the state of New Mexico. And that is, of course, interstate uh, trafficking as well. So that's federal crimes. And the stuff has all been reported to the FBI. But they turn a blind eye, look the other way, because there's such an incredible amount of money which is directly linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, due to uh, the Jewish mafia and Mossad. And, and right. fact, this is not hyperbolic uh, in any way, shape, or form. This is real. You should pay attention. And it's happening to happen just on the other side of that mountain. But Jeffrey uh, Epstein was all about uh, you know, controlling rich, wealthy people. And I shouldn't say controlling. They it's asked him to control. He was exactly, <laughs> sir. Exactly. He was solicited. He was solicited to be a bit of a fixer. When he started his uh, company back in 1982-83, how many billionaires do you think there were in 1982-1983? Just a guess, uh, if you had to guess, Philip. Are we talking just in America or worldwide? In the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, in the world. Yeah, oh, billionaires? Uh, billions, uh, what would you, th what would you think? A uh, thousand of them? 800? 1982, 13. Yeah. 13 billionaires. 13 billionaires. Wow. That's it. And you know Jeffrey's uh, main... A dodge, if you will, in terms of him deciding, you know, philosophy, <laughs> business philosophy, is he would not take your money unless you were a billionaire. So that led us all to 13 people or, <laughs> moreover, maybe funds that have billions of dollars. 
Right. You know that uh, the state of New Mexico has the third largest sovereign wealth fund in the entire country. Third largest. The third largest sovereign wealth fund. $28 billion run by the State Investment Council, which is exactly what Dowd has over to his left-hand side. Wow. That's what uh, who is named. There's a couple of gentlemen uh, who are named in that particular plea. Uh, let's call them uh, Richardson cronies. Yeah, we're still uncovering uh, exactly what it is. So why would a guy like Jeffrey Epstein be interested in the state of New Mexico, Philip? So so not only was there a plethora of money, but he also had this uh this uh corrupt legislative and and judicial system and state state system that he could take advantage of. Well, and there's a reason why. That's that's very I think that's very astute you uh noting that and uh, you you you're mentioning corruption, but if you look at those uh 89 top sovereign wealth funds uh, in the world, um, and New Mexico's at 33rd in the world and third across the country. Wow. All the various ones here in the country are run by Republican states, with the exception of Louisiana. Louisiana is the only other one. And oh, of course, okay. That's run so, by the, Landry, so, he had, so, so he had to come in on a liberal state just in to gain a liberal that favor. state, yeah. And so, so this turns into a very sort of uh, liquid opportunity for the Democrat Party in a which way that they can create funding for candidates, not just here, but throughout the rest of the country. And it's a very intricate uh, network in which the billions of dollars that are created. I'm giving away a lot here, right, Dow? Yeah. I'd probably say I'm giving away more than, than I have in the past. So, mm-hmm. so no, just, and thank you for that. So I'm just, uh, you know, I'm explaining to you, Philip, as I'm explaining to everybody else out there uh, kind of what's happened. So these companies are, are created. They're, they're essentially blank check companies. They're not necessarily going to produce anything of actual value which means that the economic, uh, quote-unquote, economic development that the state of New Mexico invests them in them, whether it's $250 million for the uh, uh, Virgin Galactic, which will never take off, one or two uh, air yeah, we, 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 what, yeah. what happened to that? You know, well, we well, were well, all I, wondering I mean, about that, too. Yeah. Stay, stay with me. Stay with me. Let's just, because this is, uh, you know, you, you can't get, uh, you know, it's not, it's not that simple. This thing is, is bigger than you can imagine. You, you've, you've seen... I'm sure you've seen some sci-fi movies. You've seen the Kraken, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is like Kraken on steroids. <laughs> That's how incredibly large this is. Right. Yeah, and it's so incredibly sophisticated with so many financial ins and outs that you and I, we could spend the rest of our lives and we'd never, never be able to. That's how incredibly brilliant Jeffrey Epstein and his group were. Epstein right. was a brilliant man. I mean, brilliant. With, with all his evil... The guy IQ was like it, my it, nephew. It's 199. Well, <laughs> plus you're connected. You have that much money. You're, you can connect yourself to the to elite individuals as well, just because he of didn't the financial have any, well, Here's the funny part: he didn't have any money. Jeffrey Epstein had no dollars, no money. He was set up college dropout. Yeah, kind of uh, a when, con when, artist, really. Uh, conned his way to be a teacher without the credentials. Conned his way into, onto Wall Street without having the credentials. He had a niche, and he had he had a way of of feeding himself. Uh, into these situations where he was sort of uh, the man who never was and ended up being the man who was always there and you never knew was there. <laughs> yeah, so that's how he and just kind so, of popped out of nowhere, more uh, or did, less. He didn't pop out of nowhere. He was created. He's, uh, he's, he's like a monster that was manufactured uh, by the Mossad, by the Zionists, and uh, by the mega group. And um, please don't go conspiratorial on this. This is... Very real, very tangible. You can touch this. I mean, no, it's awesome. It's it's, it's really real. So this whole thing about uh, elite uh, child human trafficking that that you speak of, and uh, why groups like uh, or why things. When was Victoria's Secret? Can you look that up very quick? Uh, when it was created, I actually wanted to think think about that today. 
and Abercrombie and Fitch and these brands that came from a guy by the name of Les Wexner. Les Wexner is kind of head of this group called the Mega Group. And one of the things that's very interesting about Israel is such an incredibly small country. And they had to figure out a way to leverage themselves into a position and create a way where they could run other countries. And these are the Zionists who believe that uh, Jerusalem is the center of the world. <laughs> this right. again sounds crazy, a little conspiratorial, but uh, again, you should pay attention. This is uh, very real. Right. And the way, greatest way to do it, especially for uh, politicians, Hollywood types, people of name, is to ensnare them in a situation in which they could possibly get embarrassed, in which they can possibly get themselves into a situation where they could lose all that they have. The reputation, you know, you have to save your reputation, uh, Philip. That's everything. Right. <laughs> Without your reputation, you're nothing. Well, that's what it is for politicians, businessmen, you know, CEOs. I mean, take, for example, take any guy who's been through a Me Too movement, uh, Matt Lauer, right? There you go. All you had to do is, and, and, and here's the funny thing about this, is you have everybody who's been involved with Jeffrey Epstein right up to, uh, to Dershowitz, and the various people deny, 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 deny. It's the very first time that we're not acknowledging the Me Too movement. Isn't that interesting? Right. There isn't a victim who doesn't come forward that we shouldn't believe because the burden of proof is upon the accused not the accuser. But in the case of Jeffrey Epstein, given the uh, uh, very intricate people who are layered, in, layered into us, and this actually goes right straight up to the attorneys, the very attorneys for uh, Virginia uh, Jufre and the rest of the victims, they're tied in with the Democratic Party. Yes, right. They're directly tied <laughs> in to these people. It's like, oh, yeah, we know the story that they're going to say, and what we want to do is instead of going to court and embarrassing people and having people fall, we settled. That's we what they did. They settled for a lump sum of money. We settled, and it never hits the news, and it never was any PR, and this dirty secret is just hidden forever because they, they, don't have, they don't have billions of, of dollars. Back in 1998, they had $15 trillion amongst this group. When was Victoria's Secret started? Uh, it was started in Northern California by a husband and wife team who ended up selling it to Les Wexner, and a name we know well, uh, in the early 1980s. So Wexner saw an opportunity there, picked it up. He already had the limited stores, which is the source of so much of his money. So uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a Wexner originality. It was, it was a husband and wife, and then they, they bailed on it in the early 80s. But it was very successful, and Wexner recognized what it could be uh, and then, of course, took it to a whole other level in the decades afterwards. We'll continue more with Philip Munson uh, just right after the break. Uh, Philip, uh, your uh, march at Zorro Ranch uh, is? Tomorrow, uh, it's going to be at Stanley, New Mexico, a half a mile north of Zorro Ranch Road on the left. It starts at 2 o'clock, but I advise everybody to be there at 145. There we go. Strongly advise. All right, let's check with uh, Rudy Grande. i got to get this guy that uh, is hanging out with uh, Rudy out there. He's, he's, a, a, he's, he's great a character, on the yeah, radio. Yeah, he is. Uh, Rudy, uh, can you bring this guy uh, from Monroe's uh, straight to the uh, station? Yeah, no, no doubt. I'll have to do that. Listen, we're going to put things together. We're going to talk with him, and we've got a couple that have come out that, that wanted to say hi to you. But right now, they hey. we're on... Um, yeah. I just said hey. I, think he wants I said hi. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, Go ahead. So, Don't let me interrupt uh, yeah. you. Go ahead. Okay, so we want to put things together starting with the weather. It's just staying really hot, as a lot of people are finding out. And this is the end of September. Look at this. 89 degrees at the Russ Medical Center. It's 86 at the Heart Institute downtown and 84 at the Rock of Talk. Now, as far as traffic, you know, things are driving into that sunset. It happens every day. I four, I'm sorry, I-25, as you make your way southbound, starts to clog up right there at Montgomery. 
And you're also going to find on Paseo, things are really stubborn. This is not because of the sunset. It's just a lot of folks heading in the same direction. You're going to start to lose speeds right at Jefferson and under uh, 40 miles an hour all the way over to the river. All right, we are at Monroe's. We were just talking with a couple that came, and he, what did he say about his, his the meatloaf? Oh, he said he he said he only get, he likes his wife's meatloaf, so he's given ours a try. So ho- hopefully it, it's up to par. I no, think it will be. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, now if you were gonna have a wine or a wine or a beer, which would you put with that meatloaf? Me personally, I would do the elevated IPA that we have here. But if you don't like something so hoppy, the the upslope craft lager would be delicious with it as well, or Dos Equis lager. You can't go wrong with. All right. In fact, I think that's for the guy that says he's going to try the meatloaf, Eddie. He's going to try the meatloaf with the Dos Equis. All right. With that, we are up to date. Come on by and join us at Monroe's on Osuna, and that's just east of uh, San Mateo and Siegel Street. With that, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Here in the Kiva music from Evanescence, and uh, you can only imagine that uh, so many, as you see, the setback for Zorro Ranch, Philip, where you're going to be marching uh, tomorrow at 1.45 p.m. Get there at 1.45. They're going to be starting the march at 3 o'clock. I'll give a few remarks, and then i got to head back uh, here, uh, back into the studio. But, um, you know, so many people probably were saving, you know, trying to say, you know, rescue me, save me. Uh, you, you've heard Annie Farmer. You've heard... Uh, uh, Virginia Dufresne. I mean, these were women who were raped at Zorro Ranch, and um, they didn't have any idea that they were even in the state of New Mexico, some of them, <laughs> at the time that they were here. They didn't know where to call. They didn't yeah. have access to a phone. There weren't mobile phones back in the day, except for those large brick phones, uh, maybe in some of those uh, old Nokias. You might remember those with the oh, yeah. funky right. rings. Uh, I mean, uh, this is uh, something that uh, you know continues uh, 27 years on. Yep. And uh, still no justice uh, for these women and no payment uh, for these women. But we're busy uh, tracking uh, some of that money, Philip. Right. And uh, also no uh, no land back for us because uh, I, I know you remember once that uh, that uh, court hearing went through with the BLM, uh, the Bureau of Land Management, they, they got that 1,000 acres. But the, little do everybody know that 1,000 acres is landlocked by his remaining acreage. Oh, so regardless yes. if we got the 1,000 acres back, we still have no access to it. And he won't answer the gate. He won't answer any of the BLM's phone calls nothing so we have a an interesting predicament where it's a it's a win they try to paint it as a win for us but yet the land is locked by epstein's private land so i'll tell you a little bit uh, more of that story if you want to uh, where should i pick that up uh dad where we were at uh, uh sort of the ensnarement and the blackmail that was going on the setup and who is involved and the financial but this actually goes uh all the way to the rothschilds right yes. Yes, it does. Uh, you look at uh, Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild. Uh, she knew uh, Bill Richardson, a part of the Department of Energy, uh, the United Nations, very active there. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, also very active in the United Nations, where uh, 
Our former governor was the chief ambassador to the United uh, Nations uh, for a time, in addition to being, uh, you know, a representative in the third congressional district. And some people need to understand that uh, he was the very first representative of that that congressional district where this right. particular land actually uh, exists. And he wasn't from here, isn't from here, a true carpetbagger in every sense of the word, from Cape Cod, as we alluded to didn't, yesterday. Didn't even donate his uh, political papers to uh, a New Mexico institution. Donated them to uh, tech, the University of Texas Austin, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Big Bill, Mr. Amer- New Mexico. Latin American he, he didn't. He didn't give it to, to UNM or NMSU. He gave his uh, important papers. Uh, oh, that's to, very interesting. Yeah, Why Texas do we University. have a hospital uh, named the Bill and Barbara Richardson uh, <laughs> a hospital? When was the last time Bill Richardson was in New Mexico? I don't know. Uh, oh, he, oh, when he, he when he hit that woman uh, and then left the scene of the crime. Remember no, he, he was here. He's here more yeah, frequently. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's uh, you know Jeff Bingham's son is the chief of staff for Michelle Lujan Grisham. And uh, I know that Bill, uh, Big Bill, as they refer to him, uh, uh, operates in a very advisory capacity for our very powerful governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Mm. And, uh, Don't wonder why nothing changes. Yeah. Can I ask Philip, we're sure. really running low on time. Can I ask yep. Philip about this uh, Facebook group you've created, Stop Elite Child Trafficking, because it's not a Epstein purely focused thing. I mean, right. uh, children were abused long before, young women, teenage women were abused long before Epstein. Unfortunately, they'll be abused even long after Epstein. But right. um, So it seems like you, you're, you're, uh, you're hunting even bigger game than, than Mr. Epstein. Yeah, we're, we're covering a whole plethora from their uh, carnelian rings that they all wear, which uh, Miss, uh, Miss Grisham also has that ring on her finger. Uh, covering oh, what, a multitude. What, what is that? So carnelian rings are those weird red opal rings that you see the Pope has and Rothschilds and Michelle and a couple other. I, there's even we even found a photo of Bill Richardson with the same ring. Carnelian in Latin means flesh. So they all have these uh, weird carnelian rings on their fingers. Kind of signifies their little involvement in their little club. So, uh, oh, like you know, the Red Shoe Club. Yeah, exactly. The Red Shoe Club. Their signifying thing on their hand is a red huh. carnelian ring. It's like, looks like, looks I, have like, to, I have to tell you, Philip. This is the part where you have to educate with me. I find this uh, less. I find the financial stuff way more interesting than this, but. This is uh, certainly certainly very telling because uh, symbolism ultimately will be their downfall, won't it? Of course, uh, you can literally see that they try to hide it in plain sight from from movies to politics to even the DNC logo that we just recently saw for their Democratic National uh, Convention. So uh, there's a there's a lot of symbology that is definitely coming out, and I think the more that people awaken, the more uh, they are seeing this just clear as day, hiding in plain sight kind of situation going on. Can you tell me uh, – and, and I'm going to step out of this whole thing, and then I'll uh, get back to more of the explanation uh, more on tomorrow's show, and we'll get to uh, more of our regular talk uh, next hour as as well with uh, Dowd and I. But uh, what can you tell me about Tom Hanks? I'm sure you've gone down that rabbit hole. Uh, the death of uh, Isaac Cappy um, just on uh, I-40 on the other side of uh, Flagstaff. Uh, so you're talking about Michael Rockefeller or – no, 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 Isaac Cappy. No, I was uh, kidding. I'm talking about Tom Hanks. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm probably, I don't follow that stuff much. I'm not uh, as interested in, again, that, that type of stuff. Um, I did see the Dead Man switch that came from uh, Isaac Cappy, but uh, right. um, I'm sure you've gone down uh, that uh, with you and your friends, correct? Right. Yeah, so Mr. Cappy was an interesting situation. He tried to start exposing the, uh, the elites here and uh, suicided. Uh, like normal. So uh, I think it's very interesting. It kind of corroborates, you know, the Epstein didn't kill himself kind of ordeal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Cappy was a, a really good man. He he spoke out against a lot of the stuff that we're that I'm trying to do. And uh, um, I uh, I really have confidence, though, in the in not only what's been procuring with ever since Maxwell got arrested. I think that's kind of like the pinnacle node right now that we're trying to focus on as well as the protest. 
We have the Bill Richardson bomb. We have Ghislaine Maxwell coming out and admitting all the stuff that's happened. And then now, you know, hopefully they subpoena the records uh, for the flight. That's what our next real big, big thing we're waiting for with the Epstein scandal is that subpoena for those flight logs. So that would be the second set of flight logs. You have the first ones, uh, do you not? Yeah, we have a we have a, a nice little uh, compilation of the uh, first flight logs. But yeah. yeah, we're definitely. I think there's three logs. How many? Uh, three, there's four. Two. No, yeah, there's only two. Visovsky is the the one. Uh, right. So he had two pilots uh, for him. Visovsky is actually close uh, best friend. He might actually be the Jeffrey Epstein if you really want to think about it the right way. You know, I mean, uh, you've seen True Detective, of course, and you see oh, yeah. how the whole thing has played out. It's like never the guy, it's the guy next to the guy that you thought was the guy that's actually <laughs> the guy that's getting everything done. Yeah, the fall guy usually takes the takes the blame. Yeah, so, you know, I think this Viskowski, uh given uh, his his daughter's uh, uh, in, intelligence and, you know, the, the connections there and where he's able to uh, baby, uh, basically be, uh, be able to be very agile, flew to Switzerland, flew, you know, flies to London, flies to Paris, you know, flies to Durango, Mexico, flies to, you know, the Virgin Islands, who has all these places, and he knows how to get there. Uh, plus also has the capacity uh, to fly helicopters, uh, et cetera. I mean, these are his strengths. This is what he did. So, you know, I don't think that this whole thing is is, is dead and buried yet. And, you know, just with that being said, um, you know, this is very alive. This is very real. And unless the people here in the state of New Mexico scream for justice, uh, there's going to be no justice. So that's why what you're doing tomorrow is so incredibly important. Yeah, we need we need this to happen. We need really everybody to come out. I mean, more or less, we see people around the country protesting the most outrageous things, from a statue that's from 200 years ago to you know things that are just completely irrelevant. This is our one chance right now to make a stand for something that is so despicable that is still here, still representing all this torment for so many people. And I want to see everybody come out. I really do. I want to see everybody come and make a stand with me tomorrow at two o'clock in the afternoon and show Epstein what we really think about him. Yeah, go uh, give us all the details again one more time. So tomorrow we're going to be doing the protest. It's in Stanley, New Mexico, a half a mile north of uh, Zorro Ranch Road on the west side of the road on Highway 41. It's in a dirt lot. That's where we're going to organize it first. Um, we're going to be doing the march starting about 3, 3.15. We're going to march half uh, half a mile south down the road to the Zorro Ranch Road entry. We will sit there for about five or ten minutes. I'll have the megaphone. We'll speak. I'll have people yell out what they want to yell out, protest with their signs, do whatever we need to do. Then we'll march back up to the uh, to the dirt lot. I'll have some guest speakers. And I will also be doing a biodegradable balloon release ceremony with uh, letters from little little kids, women, and also other human trafficking victims that are going to release the, the, the balloons. And then we're going to have a couple more speakers, and then we'll do a mass prayer at the end. There we go. We'll do it all tomorrow. See you out there. And uh, thanks again uh, for being here. Thank you for listening. Back for third hour right after the top of the hour Fox News here in the Kiva on AM 1600 
FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque.